Full-time whistle. Hello and welcome to the Sport Report's full-time whistle, where we call time on the day and give you a wrap-up on what's happening in the world of sport. I'm Michael Caruana. It's Tuesday, the 13th of June. I hope you had a great long weekend. Some big results coming out of it too in the world of sport, so let's not dawdle. Brad Fittler and Billy Slater have named their origin squads ahead of Game 2 next week. Novak Djokovic has become the greatest tennis player of all time. Plus, Denver write themselves into the history books. All that and more on today's edition of the Full Time Whistle. Game two is now just one week away. Well, one week and one day, but who's counting? I am, of course. (laughs) And the hype train has hit a new gear after Billy Slater and Brad Fiddler have named their sides. Queensland go into the game with the upper hand, having won game one and with game two being in Brisbane as well. Now factor in the team they'll have running out too. You may as well just give the Maroons the shield now. Slater was forced into a few changes due to injury with Jai Arrow, Selwyn Cobbo and Tom Gilbert all missing out. So rather than take any risks, Slater went for experience, bringing back Jeremiah Nanai from the Cowboys, the Titans' Moeka Fodawaka and Storm winger Xavier Coates. And once again, it's a really good team. Opting for experience rather than any new kids on the block is the right thing to do, especially if you have the chance to win the series in this game too. Over in the Blues camp, Freddie Fiddler has made some, well, uh, let's just say interesting decisions. He too had to make some forced changes due to injury, with Nathan Cleary and Abby Corusau both sustaining injuries. Damian Cook comes in for Abby, and as for Cleary... Well, the obvious replacement would have been the reigning Dalian medalist, Nico Hines, who had been in the team layout for Game 1. But Freddie, no, 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 no. He didn't want to do the obvious. Moses now beats Pengo Jr. again. Look at him go. Mitchell Moses will come in for his second origin appearance in what was a controversial choice, with many tipping either Hines or even Adam Reynolds to get the nod of approval for that number seven jersey. Two other players will get their Blues debut as well, with Tigers prop Stefano Utoa Kamanu and Cowboys hooker Reese Robson named in the 17. Hines, he missed out all together, along with Bulldogs brute Tavita Pangai Jr. It'll be a tough hill to climb for New South Wales, with the side only winning game two once before at Suncorp after losing the opening series game. And that was way back in 1998. I'll leave my true opinions for our Origin preview next week because, in all honesty, it is a crime Nico Hines was dropped. An incredible 18 months should not be compared to one bad performance in Origin and an Origin game where he only got 10 minutes in a position he has never played before. Oh, woo, sir, Mickey. Calm down. Calm down. It'll all be okay. <laughs> The French Open has come and gone and two powerhouses of the tennis world walked away singles winners. 22-year-old Igas Funtek won her third women's singles French Open title, defeating the unseeded Carolina Mukova 6-2-5-7-6-4. Funtek asserts her position as the dominant female competitor of this generation. Swantech now joins the likes of Serena Williams and Steffi Graf on the list of women who have won the Roland Garros three or more times. But the pole wasn't the only one to etch herself into the history books. Yeah. Novak Djokovic does what no man 
has done before. Novak Djokovic may have cemented himself as the greatest tennis player of all time, winning his 23rd men's Grand Slam title. The Serb defeated the number four seed Kaspar Ruud in straight sets to win his third French Open title and set alone atop of the men's standings once and for all. But the Joker, he doesn't want to be called the greatest. I don't want to say that I am the greatest because I feel it's disrespectful towards all the great champions in different eras of our sport that was played in a completely different way than it's played today. Wow, good guy Novak is back. He'll be looking to add a 24th Grand Slam in a few weeks' time when Wimbledon kicks off. A trophy he has won the past two years. He is unstoppable at the minute. Australia have been crowned the World Test Champions for the first time in competition history, and they did it in style. That's in the air and taken. Australia win the World Test Championship. It's a comprehensive win, and it's Nathan Lyon who finishes things off. The Aussies absolutely belting India around the ground, defeating them by 209 runs. Centuries from Steve Smith and Travis Head in the first innings helped Australia to a very healthy lead, but it was a masterclass from the bowling lineup that got them the victory two years in the making. And it's extremely timely as well. With the Ashes set to kick off this weekend, the only problem for the Aussie selectors now is who do you choose to lead the pace bowling lineup? Do they go with the same side who won them the World Test Championship, Cummins, Stark and Boland, or with the attack that got them to the final in the first place in Cummins, Stark and Hazelwood? It's a tough choice. you got four options there. Three spots. Four does not go into three. I watched Sesame Street. <laughs> it's over! At last, the long wait is over. After 47 years, the Denver Nuggets can finally call themselves champions. They have only gone and done it. The Denver Nuggets are NBA champions for the first time in their franchise history, defeating the Miami Heat 94-89 in Game 5 of the Finals on home soil. Nikola Jokic was crowned Finals MVP, leading from the front in all of the games played, especially in Game 5, where he finished with 28 points, 16 rebounds and 4 assists. For Jokic, well, he's such a humble man. Just listen to what he said after the game. I'm just happy that we won again. Yeah, now you are an NBA champion, Nicola. How does that feel? It's good. It's good. If the job is done, we can go home now. Bro just led his side to a first Larry O'Brien championship trophy win in 47 years. And he's this calm about it? This man is something else. He's either super professional or he's from another planet. <laughs> Sticking with the NBA Finals and the halftime entertainment from Friday's game is causing a raucous in the media. MMA fighter Conor McGregor sent the Heat's mascot to hospital. Yep. Mascot Bernie came out sporting boxing gloves and started to square up to McGregor, with the Irishman then throwing a big left hook at the human-like fireball. (laughs) I tried so hard to say the word anthropomorphic there, but I couldn't get it out. The only problem is McGregor connected the hit and the mascot tumbled to the ground. 
Afterwards, McGregor sprayed a cryotherapy pain relief spray over the mascot as it was part of the promotion he was doing. So, whilst this was all staged, the punches were a bit too real and the mascot had to be dragged off the court and then taken to hospital with a concussion. So the moral of the story from this is if you ever get asked to stage a fight with Conor McGregor, either one, back out, or two, get ready for it to be a real fight. <laughs> but that's it. Your day is sport wrapped right here on the Sport Report's full-time whistle. I'm Michael Caruana. Thank you for listening, and I'll chat to you tomorrow.